Your best life is more rewarding when you become a member of Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can earn MyPlus rewards points for everyday purchases and banking activities. You even earn 3,000 MyPlus rewards points when you open your membership with Affinity Plus. MyPlus Rewards offers the potential to rack up major points and even bigger rewards. Use your points on vacation getaways, discounted rates on Affinity Plus car loans, gift cards from popular stores and restaurants, and cash back. Or pay those points forward with charitable donations. You've got a lot of great choices with Affinity Plus and MyPlus Rewards. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter to learn more about your MyPlus Rewards earning power. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we are visiting with several guests from Crow Wing County. We have Crow Wing County Administrator Tim Houle with us this morning. Michelle Moritz is Crow Wing County Public Health Nurse Supervisor and John Bowen, the Crow Wing County Emergency Management Director. Folks, welcome to Community Focus. Morning, guys. How's Thank everybody? Thank you for having us. Yes, Thank you. our pleasure. It, it, very much so. And Tim, I understand there is some breaking news for our listeners. Yes, yesterday uh, we had gotten the first confirmed case that was found in Crow Wing County, but it was from someone who was uh, a non-resident, and so it did not officially count as a Crow Wing County case on the Minnesota Department of Wealth website. Unfortunately, last night we got confirmation from the Minnesota Department of Health of the first positive test result for a resident of Crow Wing County. Uh, what we know about the, that person is that it is a male in his 20s, and it does not appear to be travel-related at this point. The individual is isolated at home with uh, in-home contacts. Uh, this is the first case of a resident of Crow Wing County with a confirmed COVID-19 test. Um, and so, obviously, it's something that we take very seriously and mobilizing our efforts to decrease that exposure to others in the community. If I was uh, being honest, Ken, I would tell you, while this is the first confirmed case, Crow Wing County has been conducting itself as if it has been in our community for some time. Uh, and so I don't believe that this is really shocking news for us. I think we all knew that it was going to make its way here eventually. Um, but it's the first confirmed case. Yes. In fact, we've talked to a couple of different doctors from two different medical f facilities, and they've said the same thing. We know it's here. It's just a matter of confirming that first case. Tim, uh, if you will, talk a little bit about uh, procedures that are happening uh, at the county right now, because some people may still want to conduct some county business. Um, what do we need to know? Well, first off, I would say we are open for business. We are conducting all county operations at this time. However, because of the social distancing uh, guidelines from the CDC and the president uh, encouraging us to follow those guidelines, we do not have our buildings unlocked for public traffic. So we are delivering county services in alternative ways. So you can certainly contact us by email. You can certainly contact us by telephone. You can contact us by regular phone. Uh, you can use the services that we have available on our website, crowwing.us. Our main telephone number is 218-824-1067. So you can give us a call. We'll make sure that you get to the right place. We are still open and conducting all county business. We're just doing it in creative, distant kinds of ways. Very good. 
Let's talk a little bit with John Bowen, who is the Crow Wing County Emergency Management Director. John, talk about what your office, I'm sure, has been doing for quite some time since this first uh, started happening, and, and what's going on now. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, currently the Crow Wing County Emergency Operations Center, or EOC, is partially activated. Um, we're running Monday through Friday, and our operational hours are 8 to 5 p.m. Um, with some virtual time in there. Um, we've been doing a lot in the last few weeks with a lot of continuity of operations from the county standpoint, along with um, getting PPE or personal protective equipment out to our public safety agencies within Crow Wing County, such as the fire departments, law enforcement, first responders. Um, we're also in contact, we've been in contact with our schools, our college, and our hospitals um, through this whole process. Um, we're also coordinating through our EOC the distribution of the PPE to some of our assisted living and long-term care facilities um, with the help of the Central Region Health Care Coalition that's based out of St. Cloud. Um, we are also in communications almost on a daily basis with the State Emergency Operations Center down in St. Paul. And along with the PPE stuff, we've also had donations from some of our local businesses and individuals right. of, of hand sanitizers and masks, um, specifically like Brainerd Distillery or Five Rocks and like AirTech Heating and Air have donated hand sanitizer to us. Nice. Do you continue to uh, seek these uh, PPE products and uh, would you accept more donations? I think I know the answer to both. but <laughs> Yes, we do. Yes, we would. Um, we're still waiting on for some PPE from the state and the federal government, but right now um, what we're doing is we're collecting those donations, and then when our first responders need additional, we're getting that out to them. And how do people go about donating? What do they need to do? Uh, there is a box, I believe. You can bring it to, there's a box in front of Community Services. I think it's on our Facebook page, maybe our website, mm -hmm. along with I know we've had a few individuals that have dropped a few things off at the front door of the sheriff's office. Okay. Either one of those locations would work. And obviously we're talking about unopened products, not used, that kind of thing. Correct. Okay. Still sealed, unused, okay. preferably. Yeah. Uh, are there other uh, aspects besides PPE that your office is working on, John? Right now it's, it's been primarily getting the, public, getting the PPE for our our public safety and then also our continuity of operations planning, you know. Yeah. Um, looking at, you know, like Tim said, we're still open for business, but making arrangements for our employees and uh, the safety of our public safety in our county during this. Michelle, now that we have a case here in Crow Wing County, there's, uh, I don't know if protocols change much for us as individuals because we still need to practice our social distancing and washing our hands frequently, but talk about what's happening in your office as the public health, health nurse and uh, what's going on there. Well, certainly leading up to this has been a great period of time of being able to prepare our community and plan for what we would need to do when we had our first positive cases. Um, the shift of trying to avoid um, becoming sick and protecting our families really was the focus leading up to now. And now we're kind of shifting our message on what should you do if you and when you become sick. So guiding people through after they receive a positive test, what that might look like for them, 
um, and what that might look like for their contacts around them. So with that, um, individuals, our local clinics and hospitals have been guided on who they should be testing, and this continues to be something that's evolving based around what supplies that we have available in the community and in the state for being able to do testing. Um, that's kind of where we've been able to avoid being um, confirmed cases because we're not testing everybody that is sick. Right now, the guidance revolves around healthcare workers and their household contacts, and then also individuals that have been hospitalized, as well as people that are living in congregate care settings, like mm -hmm. long-term care facilities, um, our correctional facilities, uh, group homes, and other shelter-type situations where they could potentially expose many other people right. quickly. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, Michelle, so, is, is your office helping um, with this type of thing? I don't even know how large a staff of nurses there are in Crow Wing County, community health nurses. Well, we do have a handful of nurses here, but this has definitely been an effort. Um, public health definitely has um, brought in others from other parts of our agency here at Community Service, um, our adult team, our family team, um, our workers in the financial services areas as well have all taken part in helping us plan for this and also when it comes time to activate and do more within our community for responding uh, it's going to take an entire team of us so not our jobs as usual certainly right. um, we definitely will be asking people to do things that's outside of their normal job duties Nothing is as usual anymore, is it? No, it's uh, not. For any of us. Michelle, what, what is the best uh, advice you can give to our listeners? I mean, let's face it, it's here. We, we knew it was. And then if someone really suspects, I believe there are certain protocols that the hospitals are asking for, but let's take it to that next level. What if someone uh, does test positive? Because isn't there uh, a lot of, uh, if you will, sleuthing that goes on to find out who, who we've been in contact with and so on, and who conducts that? Correct. So right now, we're watching for symptoms of fever, cough, shortness of breath, and knowing that it's here, what we're hoping to do is slow the spread um, to not overwhelm our healthcare systems, because there is a good number of individuals, a good percentage of individuals that can be positive for COVID-19, but have a mild to moderate case. Our bigger concern is the 15 to 20% that have more severe cases that would maybe need to be hospitalized. So with this uh, test, if it is tested to be positive, that is reported back to the provider that did the testing and also to the individual um, with the test itself. It is then reported to MDH. Um, sometimes that's a bit delayed because we do have some outside labs doing testing. So in the initial steps, we were testing all of the samples through MDH's lab. Mm -hmm. And now we have other sources, including Mayo, that are getting these results. Cool. So once that result is to MDH, um, we're working alongside them. Um, local public health is working alongside with MDH to help with the contact investigation um, and then providing essential services to individuals that might need assistance with food, sheltering, 
um, because our bigger concern is, you know, isolating this individual and anybody else that may have had contact. So making those contacts to possibly facilities, individuals, employers, to recommend uh, this, the even more than social distancing, recommending isolation for a period of time to watch for symptoms and put them on like a symptom watch protocol. Right. Interesting. It, it doesn't take long to, uh, as you think about this, to, to see how fast this can spread. Because like you say, this, well, even in, in Crow Wing County now, we had a 20-year-old. I don't know if he was practicing social distancing. I certainly hope he was. But that's where this disease travels so fast, isn't it? Well, and part of it is that we are learning that even prior to symptoms being detected, an individual can be contagious and spread. So we're looking at, you know, up to 24 hours prior to an individual exhibiting those symptoms hmm. of fever that they could be potentially getting other people sick. So it's a unique, definitely a unique uh, virus that we're learning more and more about every day, everything from how it's spread, treatment options, and um, new and creative ways of doing testing. Yes. And Michelle, can you, you know, some people, I mean, we're still hearing it sadly, some people are saying, well, the flu kills more people than this is. What do you say and what do people need to know about that? Well, currently they're right on that seasonal flu is definitely an issue um, that we deal with every year right. and gets to be a little bit more of a nuisance than... Um, news. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is look at all the testing that has been done across Minnesota. There's, I think, roughly 18,000 people that have been tested. And we're sitting with roughly 700 positive tests. That tells me that there's a lot of people in our community that are exhibiting symptoms that looks like COVID, mm -hmm. um, but have tested negative for it. That's telling me that we have a lot of individuals that are dealing with illness. And in general, I would say, let's treat it the same because those flu symptoms, the seasonal flu mm -hmm. is not good either. Right. That is deadly and we want to slow the spread of that as well mm -hmm. because our healthcare systems can be overwhelmed with seasonal flu as well as COVID. Right, it's just hard when you see you know, the footage from New York and those freezer trucks sitting outside the hospitals being loaded, you know. And it's just, you know, you don't really see that kind of action when it comes to the flu, but it still is, is and can be deadly. Absolutely. You can see where we're concerned. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Michelle, have you uh, taken it to the next step? Have you been doing that planning? So if and when a or a, um, a vaccine is developed, and that could be a long ways off yet, but when it is developed, then uh, will there be an effort on your office and others to, to get people vaccinated? Absolutely. So mass vaccination, mass dispensing plans of medical countermeasures um, with some certain diseases. We have meds that we can give with this. We are hoping for a vaccination and hoping for that to come sooner than later. Um, but we absolutely have practiced this for years and planned for this for years. And that will, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to having that vaccine available because that's one measure of protection that we would have for our community. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, you just mentioned that you guys have been practicing for these types of events for years, but you can never truly plan because each individual virus like this one 
has its own characteristics. Mm-hmm. Yes, certainly each of our plans are built for worst-case scenario, and then we hope for the best. Um, but each of them are multiple for whatever disease we might be battling at that time. Yeah. Wow. Every situation, Ken, is really unique, um, but we do take an all-hazards planning approach, whether it's pandemic, a natural disaster, needing to do mass dispensing, business continuity planning. We have been engaged in those things for years. That is not to say that we still couldn't be overwhelmed, like New York City is currently being overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with uh, the number of diseases that they're experiencing. What it is to say is um, that we have plans in place to try to mitigate that spread, to try to contain it, to try to um, cope with it as best we can as a community. Um, Our first priority uh, in this situation is going to be our hospital and medical personnel. A close second to that is going to be our first responders, those who need to go to the home to help somebody who may be uh, in distress. Uh, And so we keep keep our focus on, you know, eyes on the prize. In the meantime, uh, we continue our operations. Um, We have most of our our county employees are working remotely at the present time, and to be honest, I, I'm very pleased with how that is going. Uh, we had the infrastructure in place already to do that, uh, and so uh, we are in a much better shape than many counties uh, in terms of our ability to socially distance our workforce and continue our operations. Uh, So we do plan for these kinds of things. That doesn't mean that it's not scary, and it is okay for people to be afraid. What's not okay is for us to panic. Uh, We cannot panic now. We need each other now more than ever. And so, you know, it's not a good time to be throwing grenades over the wall at each other. It's a good time for us to be coming together as a community, helping out those who are in need. Uh, We know there's a lot of folks that have suffered economically from what's going on. So reaching out to help those families, um, touching base with an elderly uh, neighbor or grandma or or, you know, somebody who might have an underlying health condition, this is the time for us to come together. It is not a time for us to panic. It is a time for us to stand tall as a community that we will get through this. Uh, It is okay to be scared, but it's not okay to curl up in a ball and, you know, try to avoid it. No, we have to deal with it. We'll deal with it head on. Right. And and really, as we deal with this, and like you say, looking out for each other and, and looking out for ourselves by practicing the basics that have been set forth by the CDC and the MDH. Absolutely. Yeah. And don't go out if you don't need to so, go out. Stay home. Yes, that's the best and way to flatten this curve, isn't it? Yeah, and simple things. You know, um, you know, when in my family, when we go to the grocery store, it is often, you know, we got four or five of us going to the grocery store. Well, that's no longer the case. Yeah. Now one person goes to the grocery store. Uh, and just simple things like that, that can create more social distancing. And so it's really about just trying to be conscious of how this spreads. It is spread primarily through droplets in the air, coughs, sneezes. So cover your cough. If we had somebody with a positive test result, we would want them to be wearing the mask because they're the ones who are going to release the droplets into the air. Um, And so that's the primary way that this spreads. Uh, And so social distancing becomes really important. Absolutely. Well said. 
All right. Well, folks, we thank you for not only being here today, but for the hard work that you've done before this even started and the really hard work that you continue right now. And we encourage you to stay safe. And please, if uh, there's any word that needs to be uh, sent out to the public, we are here to help. Thank you for that. I think uh, the media and being a credible source of information is Im- more important now than ever. I think if Facebook is your primary source of news, um, you should shut your computer off. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Tim and Michelle and John, thank you so much for being with us here today. And again, uh, be well. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Our guests today, Tim Houle, Crow Wing County Administrator. Michelle Moritz is the Crow Wing County Public Health Nurse Supervisor. John Bowen is the Crow Wing County Emergency Management Director. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can also listen through our free downloadable app, and that is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.